0: But good morning, welcome to Stevens Creek. Welcome to those watching online in our Grovetown campus, our South Campus, from all over the world, wherever you are. We're so glad you're here. Guys, I am excited about today. We have got something so, so special for you. Our leaders, our founders, Pastor Marty and Patty Baker, are celebrating 40 years together, and instead of spending today on a cruise ship or laying on a beach, which is probably where I'd be, they said, you know what? We wanna spend this with our family, and this church is our family, and we invited them to share their wisdom with us, and so they are investing their anniversary with us today to share what they've learned in 40 years of marriage and ministry. So would you do me a favor in honoring them and stand to your feet and welcome Pastor Marty and Patty Baker to the stage. Come on out, guys. This is so cool. I feel like Oprah. I've always wanted to do this. Oh, this is great. So, guys, 40 years ago today, let's show a picture of what you were doing. 40 years ago today, this is what you looked like. Oh, your babies. We were. Oh, We were man. mere
1: children right there.
0: Man, it is it's so cool to think about all, that's, all that you've done, all God's done through you in these 40 years. But before we dive into the last 40 years, let's rewind it just a little bit to before the 40 years, when you guys first connected with each other, you know what what first drew you together? Let's take us
2: back to the, the very beginning of the, the love story. Well, we met in college. In fact, uh, we met in a choir. A ladies' choir. That's right. There were 50 ladies and five guys. I was in the band. <laughs> and that's when I first met Patty.
1: Yes. We traveled on tour together and uh, spent one of our, our school breaks um, together together. And I think I might have tempted him a little bit with my strawberry lipstick.
2: Baby, you still do that. (laughs) You still tempt me a little bit on that.
1: All right. Uh, It worked. (laughs) Uh,
2: That's good stuff. (laughs) But uh, early on, um, there was this attraction, and uh, we we became friends first. Uh, We helped each other and just... We came
1: go through other relationships.
2: Yeah, kind of work <laughs> through other relationships um, because I was dating her cousin, and so uh, that's kind of what we had to work through.
1: <laughs> but we worked through it, and I won. And. Uh, <laughs> No, but we love them. We're friends with them today and have enjoyed a life of ministry, really, with with her and her husband now. So it was meant to be. It was
2: meant to be. And really, three weeks after our first date, uh, something significant happened uh, in our relationship, and that is that Patty came down with hepatitis. Mm
1: -hmm. We had started dating, and um, I had just gone home to visit his family and met them for the first time. And then a few days later, I got really sick, went to the doctor, and found out I had hepatitis. And uh, we were a junior in college at that time, and uh, so they were sending me home. And I was just, uh, I remember just being really sick, kind of just in la-la land where you don't really care. You know, you're just kind of there. And it was at that time, um, you know, Marnie and I, we knew it was something serious or something um, significant maybe at that point and uh, so he uh, actually went to uh, downtown to a revival that was going on uh, and he went and had a prayer cloth anointed and sent it up to my room and where I stuck it in my pillow and I held on to that for the next few weeks as I recovered and he um, so that just kind of uh, knit us together in a very unique and a special way at that time.
2: It was during that season that the Lord had just called me to go on a 28-day fast, and I was fasting and praying um, uh, when all of this was going on, and uh, they sent her home. and um,
1: They had told me it was a six-week recovery, so they t- packed up everything to send me home. And so he, you know, y- you drove me to meet my dad uh, halfway and kind of do the handoff. And uh, so within a week, though, I was better. And I knew God had healed me. And it was just kind of a matter of fact, you know, I'm, I'm good now. <laughs> well, the doctors were not so convinced. So it took another week uh, to convince them and, you know, to go through a series of tests. And they said, okay, you are healed. Uh, there's no more signs of the hepatitis. So they let me go back to school. And so then he was three weeks into his, uh, his fast. Uh, and so we went through that last week together. Um, and just, you know, me kind of supporting. I had never been a part of that, you know, mm-hmm. before either. But it was a special time for us. And it just kind of helped, you know, uh, bond us in a special way early on in our relationship.
2: So two weeks later, uh, so eight weeks into our relationship after our first date, uh, we went home for spring break. And I went to, um, to the jewelry store and I put a ring on layaway just because I knew. I just knew. Uh, now, she had never told me she loved me. And, in fact, she agreed to marry me before she ever told me she loved me.
1: you got to um, be sure, you know.
2: <laughs> because she wasn't going to give those words out to just anybody. And so I put a, a, a ring on layaway and made the payments just because we we're broken. So uh, it was a very modest ring, yes. a ring that I was very proud of. I was very proud of. And uh, I think when we were married 25 years maybe, she said, look, she said, my ring needs to grow up. And I said, Patty, I said, when I look at your hand and I see that ring, it reminds me of where we've come from. And she said, this is true. She said, Marty, when I look at my uh, hand, I want to see where we're going. <laughs> Ladies, you remember that line this Valentine's Day. That's a, that's a good that's one. right.
1: 25 that's years, one. though, I earned it. <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah. Many times yeah, over, cool. you earned it. But what we see is that, you know, friendship is the very foundation um, of a lasting relationship. And that's the first point today. You know, so wherever you are in your relationships, uh, just work on building that friendship. Some of you may be dating. Others of you may be newly married. Maybe you've been married for decades. But in whatever season you find yourself in, always cultivate friendships. Uh, it is so important, and that will become really the, uh, one of the key ingredients of a lasting relationship.
0: So good. So what I'm taking so far, lasting relationship, you need prayer, you need friendship, and you need a little dab of that strawberry-flavored lipstick, too, is what you need. <laughs> and that's a great start. And you guys have also really embodied how commitment, commitment to God, commitment to each other is is really at the cornerstone of everything that you do. So when you got married on your wedding day 40 years ago today, the, the verse you chose to memorize. And, and you actually said it in the, the wedding ceremony, I think are some of the most beautiful words in scripture. And so would you share that passage that you chose then? Because you've lived this out over and over in the last 40 years. It
2: comes from the book of Ruth in the Old Testament. And, it, and if I've ever done your uh, ceremony, your marriage ceremony, more than likely I've pointed you to this verse because it's just so meaningful uh, uh, to me and to Patty. It says, don't urge me to leave you or to turn back from you says where you go I will go and where you stay I will stay says your people will be my people and your God will be my God where you die I will die and there I'll be buried and may the Lord deal with me be it ever so severely if anything but death separates you and me it's powerful and
0: And you two have had a lot of high moments, but you've held on to that commitment through through a lot of low moments. And we'll get to that in just a little bit. You've experienced heartache and disappointment, tragedy, and you've continued to lean on God and lean on each other through it. But even early in your relationship, you had moments where you, you maybe didn't see eye to eye. In fact, your second principle, I love this. In every relationship, you'll have moments where you don't see eye to eye, but you have to learn to walk hand in hand. And we can put that on the screen. That's their second point. And I love that. you don't have to see eye to eye to walk hand in hand, and you learned this early on when you were dirt poor in your own words, totally broke and and what's now would seem like a small purchase was enough to cause a great deal of friction in the relationship. So tell us about that.
2: Well, it all centered around our senior pictures. We don't tell the story <laughs>
1: sure. um, We had our senior pictures in college made, and it was we were married our senior year by this time, and so Uh, We had the picture made, so then it was the day to go pick them up or to order them, and Marty was saying, we don't have money for it, and I'm saying, but we need it, and he said, well, do what you want to do, so I did, I went and ordered the pictures, (laughs) and I put down a $12 deposit on those pictures, and there's a
2: balance of $30. There's some
0: pictures. I yeah, we've got a gift for you okay. guys today right here. These are those pictures. And I'm telling you, whatever price you paid, it was worth it. Because that <laughs> is gold. But as you Pastor Todd noticed. You have to Todd have your noticed,
1: senior pictures, though.
0: Th- this morning, Pastor Todd noticed something. He said, were you guys so poor that you had to share the same jacket in the picture? Because... <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> we were that cool, actually. No, that, we were that's...
0: That cool. that's, that's and I like the mustache too. Yeah. I think you should bring that back.
2: <laughs> I doubt it. <laughs> the problem with bringing it back now, it'd be great. <laughs> but I'll tell you, it, there's a $30 balance. I told her to do what she wanted to do. And what I meant is do what you want to do as long as it lines up with what I want. <laughs> Uh, And so, and it didn't line up. And so that brought some tension there because, you know, in every relationship, you've got to learn how to communicate. And we were just learning how to communicate. And then you add to that, you know, financial pressure. And in the early days of our relationship, I mean, the first decade or so, we lived under intense financial pressure. We
1: lived on love. We
2: lived on love. (laughs) That's
1: all we needed, we thought.
2: Yeah, that's Uh all we needed. um, But that really... Uh, that thirty dollars uh, created a conflict, mm-hmm. and it, it was a very painful thing to learn through.
1: <laughs> but we learned how to work together.
2: Yeah, well, and that's yeah. that
0: really, and that's something I've been in awe of of you guys from the whole time that I've known you is is just the sense of of partnership that you have in everything, and that's that's actually your your next point. True partnership means seeing your partner for who they really are and loving them anyway. And you guys have. Through the years, the way that you bring out the best in each other, the way that you complement each other's strengths, and the, the way that whatever you're doing, you look for ways to do it together. I think so many couples fall into this trap where it, it becomes his and hers. It's like his his work, her work, his friends, her friends, his money, her money, his dreams, her dreams. And you two, you, you combine everything. You, it's going to be our dreams, our ministry, our goals, our family, and as I've just been able to learn from you guys as being our, our mentors, friends as our pastors. I've loved that, and Ashley and I have learned so much from that. But rewind the clock to those early years, because just in your first 10 years of marriage, r- you faced enough life change and hardship really to fill up a whole lifetime. And what did partnership look like in those early years as you were forging your family?
2: I mean, just a snapshot of our first 10 years. Yeah. I mean, we both graduated from college. Uh, Uh, Moved to Birmingham. I did a a, a graduate degree there. Moved here. uh, Lost a job here. uh, Got pregnant uh, with our first child. Uh, He lived uh, a week and um, had to bury him.
1: At age 24, we were facing that.
2: Yeah, and so that causes you to grow up really quick when you you go through that. Then had uh, Stuart and Sarah. And then started a church. And, you know, we talk about starting a church a lot, and we talk about the 24 people in a borrowed living room. And we use that phrase. But the other part of that story is uh, we collected that day $369. That's important because when you're living, not week to week, but day to day, it was those $369 that made such an impact on our lives. And so then to start that, and so that's all within the first 10 years, there was just a lot of life happening. Mm-hmm.
1: And we learned, we knew going into it, first of all, that we were in this together. Uh, we've never doubted that. And I think our we've, our hearts have always been that whatever we do, we're, we're together in this. We have each other's back and we'll do whatever it takes, you know, to make things happen. But um, I feel like then as a couple is where we really um, realize God's faithfulness and we learn to depend on God and, um, even in the, you know, the low moments that we had. Um, and we just learned of God's faithfulness, and we learned just to really trust him. And I always look back, and I, I, I know it's just the grace of God that we're here 40 years later, but I also look and think um, we were kind of young and naive, and just we believed God what he said. Um, and we just trusted in God's grace and just um, to carry us through. And that was really what could have brought so many couples apart, in those early years, that's really what bonded us together. And we learned just how to, to lean on each other and to lean on God uh, and to allow God to help us and recognize God's blessings in that as well.
2: I mean, the Bible says that uh, one can put a 1,000 to flight, but two can put 10,000. And we, we learned the power of partnership, um, that if we will lock arms, that we can get through anything that life uh, throws uh, our way. And you can do the same thing. You know, God didn't mean for you to live this life alone, but he wants you to live in community, and that's the power of the local church, that you find community and you find strength uh, with each other. It's, it's
0: so good, and it leads beautifully into your next principle that couples that have common interests tend to have healthier relationships. And I think for a lot of ma- marriages, we, we overthink this. You know, We, we think, well, I, I don't know how to start with that. But you two, it, it seems like it's come so naturally. I'm sure that you've worked at it, but you guys have just mastered the art of of finding common interests, doing things together. Whether it's planning a church, whether it's it's starting a business, whether it's raising a family, traveling, your hobbies, you you find ways to blend your lives together and really do live as best friends. And it's something so beautiful to see. So maybe for folks out there that have struggled at that or are struggling at that right now, um, what are some things you've learned along your journey about the importance of it and even how to get started?
2: I think very practically, um, you need to make friendship in your relationship a, a important um, primary focus. And it can be as simple as just going on a walk. Just think about that. Just carving out time uh, out of your day to go on a walk and, and just be together without kids, cell phones, all that. And it's just in those uh, times that that you focus on each other, that you help really lay a foundation of friendship.
0: Well, and you guys have passed this on, on to your kids as well. And speaking of your kids, we have a collage of some of the early family photos. And what a, what a beautiful family. And you guys now are, have a multi-generational beautiful family here. We'll get to that in just a bit. But, but Patty, as you look back at some of these pictures, what, what are some of the stories that come to mind?
1: look back at the pictures and I think where did the time go you know this all seems like just yesterday Uh, but back here behind me is our first uh, Easter at Church of the Harvest during those days Um, and so we were celebrating uh, Easter with Stuart there Uh, and then the top picture of course after Samuel was born um, he brought a lot of joy to his brother and sister there We have uh, vacation at the top, uh, which we always made a priority, and then a church function at the bottom. So it's just um, we always tried to make family a priority. That was very important to us, and I think uh, we tried to set boundaries as a couple early on to to make kids a, a priority, make our family and our home life a priority where, you know, starting a church and so many needs and, you know, so many things that needed to be done yet... Uh, we decided early on that uh, we were going to set our own boundaries. Uh, we were going to be at home as a family four nights a week was our goal. Uh, the other three nights could be church-related, um, you know, activities. But uh, our family was important, and we were um, made it a point to have dinner together. Some days it was just hot dogs or hamburgers or chicken helper or <laughs> hamburger helper, um, whatever. But it, it was always a priority to us. Uh, to bring the family together and have a chance to talk about, you know, school activities and day's events. Um, we let the kids invest in, you know, their sports activities and that type of thing. But we also always made church a priority. Uh, we wanted to have as much Christian influence in their life as possible. So we had them in church. Uh, that was not a discussion during that uh, that season. It was It was church day, and they loved it. And, you know, between kids ministry, youth ministry, those seasons of life. We just invested in that. It was just very important to us.
2: And I feel like that along with that, just trying to create experiences that they would remember and that they would, um, uh, that they would talk about years past. We'd always tried to do vacation, a nice vacation. And you've got to realize in the first decade of our lives, we literally were broke. Um, but God made a way, um, where there seems to be no way, and I I know for 10 years, this is interesting, for 10 years, every uh, Father's Day, I spoke at Central Church on Hilton Head, and the reason I did that is so that that pastor could go on vacation, and I could stay in his house for free, and so that's how we did, that's how we developed an affinity for Hilton Head, and we just started doing that, but it was that God's faithfulness, and what you'll see in your life is that I really do believe that God will give you the desires of your heart. And if you will just strive to be faithful to him, uh, he will open up um, his favor on your life, and he will open up the windows of heaven and pour out a blessing on you. Uh, That happened to us early on. Uh, In 2003, we were going through a capital campaign here at Stevens Creek Church. And the Lord really spoke to Patty and I, uh, to plant a seed, I think it was um, 25% of our annual salary. I think it was $25,000 to give over and above our tithe. And we put this, and this was a stretch for us, but we just felt compelled to do that, and, and God honored that. And what we've learned is that when you plant a seed in the Lord's work, God returns that 30, 60, or 100 fold return. We never dreamed it, but about a year later, uh, something started to be released in our lives from that seed. God woke me up on June the 6th, 2004, at 5.45 in the morning, and gave me this idea of creating a giving kiosk for local churches. And he said, you walk through the doors that I will open for you. And I put together a team of developers, and, and we created and invented the nation's first giving kiosk for local churches and uh, from that, I mean, who would have ever dreamed what would take place after that and that it would not only serve here at our congregation, but it would serve churches across America. And, um, and that changed our lives at that point, and it changed your life because no longer you are a stay-at-home mom, <laughs> uh, that Patty took the leadership of that company and um, has now led that company for 18 years.
1: And I would add to that, too, And it was in that. It's in the church and all those things. We look back and we know how God used us as a couple. Marty's got gifts that I don't have, and I have gifts that he doesn't have. And But God just let us work that together to do these things and to create these things. He is such a visionary. He had the vision of Secure Give, and, uh, and, you know, that resonated in my heart at the time, but I couldn't. I'm a planner, you know, so I've got to kind of put it all out there and kind of make a plan. But that's how God used us as a team um, and all of these adventures that we've been on over the years.
0: Yeah, and you guys have lived with so much faith, but but you've also, you've worked really hard. I mean, just just being up close to you, I think some some people have this myth that like, oh, you're pastor, you only work on Sunday or something. These are probably the two hardest working people I've ever been around. When Marty's going through his doctorate program, getting up at 5 a.m. every single day, Patty, the way that she was holding down the fort at home, and then transitioning into into running this business where she was recognized as Augusta's businesswoman of the year several years ago. And they, they not only have so much work that they do behind the scenes in this church, but out in the community, out in the nation, like they, God has given them so much influence um, both in, in church ministry world, out in the business world where they shine the light of Jesus there. It's just amazing to see through their faith, but also their faithfulness to get up and really do the work how God has, has blessed that over and over again, and then how, how generous they've been with that influence to serve others, to help others, and to me it's just a privilege to to learn from you guys, to look what, what real faith in action in the real world looks like, because you guys do it right. I mean, I, I want to be like you when I grow up, basically.
2: <laughs> well, you know we kind of wonder, do we work too much? There have been <laughs> moments of that you know nine years ago we launched the low Country clothier and uh, Patty was left kind of leading the charge with that, and, you know, our other two uh, focuses have been in church world, and then the clothing business is completely a secular business, and just to be thrust into, um, you know, that kind of world with markets and all of that, it gives you just a whole new perspective. So when I speak to you, and I understand that you are business leaders, and that you work in uh, the real world, I get that. I understand that. And I, I feel like that God has given us these opportunities just so that we can understand our congregation um, just a little bit better as we lead through this process. Yeah, I, I love it. And, and,
0: and just I can say from experience, you guys have been the same people through it all. Your faith, your integrity, through all the highs and lows, it's always been about loving Jesus, loving people. And that's been, that's been your heartbeat from, from the very, very beginning and still is today. And it's just, it's just beautiful. And I know prayer has been a huge part of this journey in the, in the high times and the low times. And something that I've, you, you've helped elevate the, the importance and significance of prayer for this, this whole church. And you've lived that out in such beautiful ways. And so talk a little bit about what prayer has, has done for your journey.
2: Well, the point is simply this. Lasting relationships are fashioned in faith and covered in prayer. Lasting relationships are fashioned in faith and covered in prayer. Uh, I think my prayer life really changed in 1986, about a year before we started uh, the church. Uh, I, my eyes were open to the power of the Lord's prayer. And I started praying that on a regular basis. You know, our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be your, your name. And I started to think about the powerful names of God. It says, your kingdom come and your will be done. The kingdom of God is the rulership and the reign of God. And every day And I would pray that prayer, God, let your kingdom come in me. You know, uh, Paul said, the kingdom of God is not meat or drink, but it's righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. So I said, God, let your righteousness, peace, and joy be in me. And then I would pray that over my life. I would pray that. Over Patty, I'd pray it over uh, Stuart and Sarah and Samuel. Let the kingdom of God come and let righteousness, peace, and joy. I prayed it over Drew. I prayed it over Summit and Forrest and Shepherd. And just on a regular basis, I just declare the kingdom of God. And as we move into 21 Days of Prayer, I, I want to challenge you to do that, to speak the name of Jesus. Do you know that the name of Jesus is the most powerful name in your relationship right now? It's the most powerful name in your family right now. At the name of Jesus, fear has to leave. At the name of Jesus, healing comes. At the name of Jesus, depression, the cloud of depression, And breaks up at the name of Jesus. Anxiety breaks up, and so I just want to encourage you that this is more than just something um, that we memorize and we do it part of our religious exercises. This is something that's real to us. It's real um, to our family, and it's real in this church. The power of prayer. And that's why every year we set aside two times a year for 21 days of prayer. And so we do that every January, and we do it every August. And so in the seat in front of you, there's going to be several cards, and I just want you to take these cards out. The first card is going to be a yellow card. And the yellow card uh, is seven targets for God's blessing. Now, uh, this card here is a card that I want you to keep. And on this card, I want you to name seven people in your life that you want to see the blessings of God come on. Seven people. All those in our, our atrium, I want you to do this. Grovetown, South Campus, those watching online, this card, yellow card, this is the one you keep. You fill it out, put it on your dashboard, put it in on, on uh, your dresser. Just do it so that you would see it. And you just pray over these seven, um, seven people that you want to see God bless. The second card is, is the 21 days of card. This is the card where if you have a need that you want other people to join with you and pray over, Okay. And it could be someone that's struggling with cancer. It could be someone, a financial need. It could be whatever it is that you want God to move in your life and you want to solicit other people. The Bible says, if two shall agree touching one thing, it shall be done. So what I promise you, if you'll write those uh, needs down, at the conclusion of the service, we're going to have a song and that you can bring these cards forward, and you can place it on the stage right there in Grovetown, right there in South Campus, and right here, we will uh, pray over these cards. The church opens up at 6 a.m. in the morning. We'll have a prayer service at 7 a.m., and every day for 21 days, we're going to be calling out your name, your needs to the Lord And we are going to believe that God's going to hear and answer prayer. Patty and I have seen this over and over in our lives. And God's going to meet your need, He's going to get you through what you're going through. And I realize some of you may be going through some difficult things, some of you may be going through grief and pain, others even may have this financial burden. Give it over to the Lord. Trust God to meet the need. And I would say uh, pray specific prayers. I was thinking about this last week. And I had this image in my mind. And they put this image to uh, paper. Uh, If you'll pull out this card. This is just uh, our five properties that we have at the church. Um, Stevens Creek Road. We've got our Grovetown campus. Uh, We've got our Dream Center. Our South Campus. And a potential land purchase. I guess I'm speaking in faith. <laughs> I've called that our property. It's not our property yet. Um, and But you'll see under each one of these pictures, there is um, an indebtedness number. And so I just want you to know that. And at the top, it says praying for a zero balance. And so when we look at Stevens Creek Road, this property here is probably worth $12 million dollars. We owe $3 million on it. But we're sitting good. But we want to see that as a zero balance. So we're praying God give it a zero balance. Okay. On oh, the second row, there's a house. And this house represents your house. This is your house. And some of you say, well, I don't live in a house. I've got an apartment. This represents the house that you're going to have a dream for. And so put that mortgage on that, number, uh, that mortgage number on this piece of paper. Whatever your balance is and we're praying for a zero balance to your house. You know, uh, so many people will tell you, don't worry about that, you'll always have a house payment. Well, you may always have a house payment, but why not pay it off? Just why not? Patty and I uh, paid off our house several years ago and to be a little real honest it was probably 29 years of paying mortgages okay maybe 30. and so there are some payments that you're going to have there's going to be miracle payments others of you will be just like us that you just have the diligence of making those monthly payments and your prayers to remain strong in that but i want you to be blessed financially in fact that's why we have complimentary tools available for you. Our text number is 706-222-7123. And if you would like some financial tools, we partner with the Dave Ramsey organization. And so you can text the word Ramsey to that number, and it will take you through a series of prompts that will open you up to complimentary uh, tools from... Um, financial Peace University, and some small group opportunities for you to get a hold of that. We know that in the early days, it was the financial stress that really uh, was the, some of the greatest pain that we have ever had. I want you to know that God understands your pain, and he is here to give you strength, and he is here to reestablish hope that we have the name of of Jesus. I speak the name of Jesus. You know, one part of our journey is over seven years ago we were able to move my parents here and we were able to walk with them in the last seven years of their lives and that was really hard for us because my parents uh, had five acres of land, they had a nice house they had everything going and then my mom came down with Alzheimer's and so we moved them to here so that we could take care of them and as you know 6 weeks ago my dad died and and one thing we realized that in the last 7 years we've been getting rid of stuff all the stuff you're working for that you're longing to have you're longing to purchase all that it's just stuff that when it comes to the end of your journey it's not going to mean anything It took us seven years to get my parents down to where they are when they passed and my dad literally had a few changes of clothes and had one chair. My my sister took those clothes uh, to an agency and my uncle picked up the chair and that's it. We work and work to get all this stuff, but in the end, it doesn't matter. In the end, what matters is your relationship with Jesus Christ. And I am thankful that he transitioned from this life Uh, uh, to a life with the Lord. But we understand that your life goes through seasons. There's emotional challenges and, and difficulties. But through it all, through it all, we have sensed the presence of God, that name of Jesus, standing over my mother's bed, just speaking the name of Jesus when she really couldn't communicate to us and she couldn't really... Tell us what she was thinking. Would just say in the name of Jesus? In the name of Jesus? And it would like bring peace. And that's what I want for you. I want you to understand that the name of Jesus is going to bring you peace.
0: And we're going to pray in the name of Jesus here in just a moment. And I'm going to invite Pastor Marty to pray a blessing over all of us. Pastor Marty and Patty to pray for us. But before we get there, I want, as a church, us to pray a prayer of blessing over them. And, and as we do, could we put up a picture of their family right now, children and grandchildren? And before we pray for you, what, what are the things you're praying for your family in this season?
2: We're praying a couple of things. Uh, you know, we're praying for God's uh, Spirit to rest on, on us. And we pray the same prayer that you do. God, get the junk out of our lives and let us be filled with the Holy Spirit. That's our prayer. God, get the junk, because we can get junked up pretty easy. So we're praying over that, over our family, over our kids. Get the junk out of our lives and let us be filled with the Holy Spirit. Uh, I'm holding little Shepherd, and he is a, a joy of our family. And, and uh, Shepherd's a special one. Shepard uh, has been blessed with Crouzon Syndrome. And we don't know what the future holds for him. But we... we 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 know that God holds him in the palm of his hands and he will go through surgeries and he'll go through other things that as he learns how to move through his life, but we cover him and we, we believe the best for him.
0: Let's stand together, church.
2: Before Marty
0: prays for us, would you just join me in praying for this incredible couple who is blessed every single one of us in immeasurable ways. Father, I lift up our leaders, our founders, Pastor Marty and Patty. Thank you, Lord, for their leadership, their faithfulness. Thank you, God, that, that they have they followed you so diligently with their whole hearts, God. And because of that, the world looks different. Because of that, our lives look different. I thank you for that, Lord. I pray that you would bless them in the days ahead. They've prayed so many prayers of blessings over us. We pray your blessing over them over their children and their grandchildren. We lift up little shepherd to you specifically, God, that you would give him an extra measure of your grace and peace and healing. We pray, God, that you would let this family's best days be ahead of them. And I pray the years to come for Marty and Patty would be even more influential and even more filled with joy than the years behind them. God, thank you for them. And in all the places on the earth you could have sent them to lead and have an impact. Thank you for sending them to us. Thank you for entrusting them to us. And as they have led and loved and served us so well. Help us to love them so well. And we pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen.
2: Amen. I want to continue in our prayer. After I pray, Todd's going to come around and sing. Uh, also in our campuses, the, we'll sing the same song. But as the song is going, if you have would like for us to join with you in prayer, just fill this out. And just lay it on the stage. Lay it on the stage at our South Campus in Grovetown. And there'll be people that'll be praying for you uh, and with you tomorrow. This card right here, the yellow card, this is what you keep. You keep this uh, along so that you can just be reminded to pray while you're at home. So let me pray over you. Father, I am so thankful for this congregation. For, Lord, this is truly a family. And I pray over my church family today. And I ask God that you would touch people in this room, in our South Campus, in our Grovetown Campus. I pray, Lord, that first of all, that if there are people here that have never made a decision to follow Christ, that this would be the moment. This would be the moment that they would repent. This would be the moment to say, Jesus, come into my life and and forgive me of my sins. I pray, Father, for those that are suffering with sickness and disease. I pray for those that are suffering with financial issues and lack of resources. God, make a way where there seems to be no way. And today, Lord, we stand here in confidence. We stand here in confidence because we know that the power of Jesus has set us free. So we speak the name of Jesus over sickness and disease. We speak the name of Jesus over anxiety and fear. We speak the name of Jesus over addiction. And we declare that nobody but Jesus is going to run our family, that nobody but Jesus is going to run our church. And we declare this in Jesus' name. Amen, amen, and amen. God bless you today.